Captain's Balrog, the demon of power. I'm Captain Britain. And I'm illegal geneticist Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Bankman Fraud, our ongoing mission to explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go where that's a more. Trick the podcast is here. One half vegan, one half queer. A hundred percent communist. Unless we have a less leftist guest. With Patrick and Britain. Talking, joking, farting, and shitting. All about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, this show is Rex. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. <laughs> Welcome to the bridge. This is Soy Trek, the show where two Trekkies ask themselves, Yo, can I, uh, can I get some of that CRISPR genetic engineering to go? Mmm. Yeah, it was really quick how he got that. Very quick. I mean, quicker than I come even. And yeah. that's like very, very quick. <laughs> they should have just had a drive through. <laughs> for, for, for me to come? Well, that too. Yeah. Just like in um, Idiocracy, like, you know, yeah, you want to get some lattes? I don't want a hand job. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hand jobs kind of suck, though, right? Yeah. What was the last good hand job you got? I don't even remember. I don't know. Girls really like hand jobs. Or yeah. pe- people with pussies really seem to like hand jobs. People mm-hmm. with dicks, not so much. Yeah. It's like mashing it. Yeah. All right? she's doing is mashing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, for some reason, like, uh, pe- people have pussies, though. Like, really, really like it when you rub one out on them. Yeah. Like, like pretty categorically. Hmm. Like I, uh, I, I masturbated someone through their jeans the other day. Oh hell's yeah! Yeah, uh, some <laughs> some boy with a cute little pussy. Mm. That was uh, yeah, it was fun. Boy nice. pussy, by the way, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's y'all, di- y- it's y'all, different. Y'all aren't ready for that they them pussy. I'm telling you, <laughs> the world isn't ready. It's should be gripping. Oh yeah, it's gripping like that grippy socks, baby. <laughs> All the way to the mental hospital today. Oh yeah. Uh, we are going to be watching a new episode, new episode of Star Trek for the week. Yeah. What is it, Pat? It is Prodigy. Hell yeah. Let's listen to the theme. Nothing but a prodigy thing, baby. Just two dumb assholes talking crazy. Soy Trek is a podcast that pays, man. A cap, so please don't try to mace, man. Hell yeah. New uh, Trek for the week. It's uh. As we said, Star Trek Prodigy, Season mm-hmm. 1, Episode 15. This one's called Masquerade, released mm. uh, yesterday, uh, but we were eating. We were busy uh, having a good Thanksgiving time. Yeah, we were too busy watching uh, 2025, 20... the, year, the year of the virus. Uh, yes, we watched that. We watched Blank Man almost two times. Yeah. Uh, we watched uh, about half of Nutty Professor to the Clumps. Yeah. We watched all of Meet the Family from 2005, which is... A remarkable film. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, and perhaps uh, too, you know, The Clumps is a kind of like a Star Trek movie because it has the guy who played Bruce Maddox and Picard. Yeah, you're totally correct. Yeah. It's definitely just like a Star Trek movie because it has one <laughs> actor that was in Picard. 
Great. Yeah, I never, actually, yeah, I, never I never got to actually finish it because I've never seen that movie. So I oh, only... you haven't finished the clumps ever? No. Wow. Well, you haven't you haven't lived or came. No. You haven't I, actually finished until you also finished I was under the impression that there was like three films. That's what you kept saying. And I'm like, no, there's just two of these films. You pro you might be thinking of the Doctor Doolittle series. Is that <sighs> Maybe. Eddie Murphy also starred in that? And there's I mean there's Does he play multiple roles in that? Because I've never seen no, the Doctor no, Doolittle one. He just plays himself. Or he just plays a Doctor Doolittle. Well, I was under the impression that there was um Nutty Professor, Nutty Professor Two, Correct. and then a separate movie called The Clumps. That no, was just no 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 Nutty Professor Two the clumps. I'm wondering if this is a um uh, Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. I'm wondering is. if yeah, I yeah. I was folded in from the reality where there is a just a clumps movie where nope where um um his the Nutty Professor doesn't appear but all of his family members do. You're thinking of Medea's family reunion? <laughs> no, no, you're no, not. Because we tried watching that and it sucked. I swear to God, there was like a movie where there was just the clumps and it was like they were the stars. Yeah, it's and called there was, Nutty there was... Professor Two the clumps. <sighs> Man, there is no standalone film with just the clumps and without uh, Sherman. Sherman, yeah. Um, professor, what is his name in that? Yeah, I think his name. Yeah, Sherman. Yeah. What's his last name? Clump. Cl oh, Clump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. How did I miss that? Holy shit! <laughs> I'm a real Doctor Clump over there here. There you right? go. I'm a real oh. absent-minded professor. Man, well, I wish I could have brought the clumps over from my reality. Yeah, that me I, too. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, sorry. <laughs> so this one was released yesterday. <laughs> uh, this episode, Masquerade, Season 1, Episode 15 of Star Trek Prodigy uh, on November 24th, Thursday, uh, 2022. Uh, this one was written by Nikhil S. Jayaram uh, on their fifth episode of the series mm. and directed by Sung Shin on their seventh episode of the series. Oh, wow. Now, these two have worked together before several times. Uh, this writing and directing team uh, did the this episode, Asylum, and Time Amok together. Mm. Yeah, so interesting. All good, all good episodes. Yeah. So uh, we open on a captain's log from Dahl saying, <clears throat> Captain's log, stardate, uh, ah, who cares? <laughs> we just barely escaped Starfleet by hiding in the neutral zone, and we're not escaping anything else until we get our nacelles fixed. But at least we have Okana. As Murph gets used to his new body, we are getting used to the new Murph. But at least we have Okana. You know, for someone who's been on our ship for such a short time, it stings that the crew's taken to him so quickly. But I get it. I mean, look at him. He knows who he is. And what am I? Just some handsome lost kid with questions. But one day, I'll find out where I came from. Mm. It'd be weird to not know where you came from. I yeah. come from a penis. <laughs> and, and my prostate. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, he comes from that little thing that hangs back the back of his head. Oh, the the headtail thing. Yeah, the headtail. Maybe. Yeah, but I do like this whole like um little montage showing like um Okana fit in with the mm -hmm. with everybody. Like it's it is interesting that they they finally made Okana likable to me. <laughs> like, I, I thought Okana was like he was just like too young and cocky. He was too, Before. yeah. He was, and now he's like kind of older and experienced. Yeah. Is the, the difference. Yeah. And he's kind of in, yeah, it's kind of interesting how they show him like he's just, is just wearing like his, like, it looks like what he was wearing in TNG almost, except mm -hmm. like way shabbier. It's like almost like he didn't change. It's just like the, yeah. clo the clothes have degraded over time. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this whole time, uh, he's been thinking about times O'Connor has saved the day and he fantasizes about shoving him in front of an airlock. <clears throat> 
which is crazy. When suddenly Gwen yeah, is talking Which to is him, some very dark thoughts. Yeah, right? Trying to get his attention. Uh, <laughs> Especially she, as a captain. <laughs> yeah. She, she asks him if he's found a starport yet. Jankum says the blast from the Dauntless toasted their proto-drive and put Hall of Janeway on the fritz. Uh, he says if they don't find somewhere to dock, they'll never fix the ship. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Zero says they're sensing that the captain is utterly clueless in a rare display of snark from Zero. Dahl says if they're so familiar with the neutral zone, they can take over. Suddenly, Okana comes in out of nowhere, eating a blue apple, and tells them they can patch up on Noble Isle. Mm. Dahl mocks his voice, but Okana doesn't notice and tells them he does business there all the time. Rock is pretty stoked and says she wants to stomp around Okana's old stomping ground. <laughs> All of Janeway agrees, saying she's detecting a starport near class M planet nearby. Hmm. Okana asks if anybody wouldn't mind when they get there, explaining to his client exactly how their cargo got lost. And then he hits on Hollow Janeway, which makes me wonder, are they fucking? Yes. Hollow Janeway and Okana? I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, you know, definitely. as a hologram, she has needs. Yeah. Okana, he's definitely got needs. Oh, yeah. He's got pretty lofty needs they can maybe only be taken care of by like an ai yeah i mean everything else when there would be illegal for him like so it's i like, mean he's in he's in the poo poo stuff right yeah he's in poo poo stuff yeah i mean and and that's the thing about holograms they could generate endless poo poo true <laughs> so it could just be like, yeah like uh it can just keep going and <laughs> not stop right and it, it can be like poop that like has no like smell or calories or stuff like it could just be you know mm-hmm. and so it can like uh, put in different elements of pleasure to him. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting that he doesn't have, like, doesn't seem like he has, like, a partner of any kind. Like, he's just, like, lonely, weird, div- yeah. possible divorcee. Just yeah, hanging out. <laughs> he's like um, Han Solo, who doesn't um, have a Wookiee to top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he needs a buddy. He definitely needs someone who needed a buddy yeah, true. to act off so, of. So we need to talk about Han Solo having sex with Chewie, because it happens. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I think Chewbacca, like, can you imagine how bad Chewbacca smells? Because, like, yeah, because, like, can, can you imagine how little Han Solo cares after a while? Because I'm, I'm sure, like, it's not a sexual relationship for one reason. Like, he, like, yeah. I'm sure, like, Han Solo has to trim the dingleberries and stuff because... You saw yeah. that that hair just covered his entire ass. Like there was no 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 like <laughs> like he was just who, going. Who says Chewbacca poops out of his ass? So you're saying like it could come out of his mouth or something? No, no, he poops out of his dick. Okay, okay. So he just like takes it out. Like he was he wasn't wearing pants at all. So he there was always a chance where he was just coming. <laughs> he, he, he like he was like flopping out, you know, and like. <laughs> Like they should have had like a scene where he just like he just pulls his dick out. Pulls his yeah, dick that's, out. that's that's what Return of the Jedi was really missing. Is <laughs> a scene where fucking a full nude scene with Chewbacca. Well, not even like not even like where pull, he, not even where pull, he hangs fucking dog. Well, not even pull it out. Like he'd just be sitting weird, and you would just see it. Like it would just be it would be like emerging no, from the fur. No, it needed it needed to be like when he met the Ewoks. They're like poking and prod him, and he just like pulls out his dick, and they go, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's like their new god." Oh yeah, where he's where he's hanging, and then it's just like it's flopping out. <laughs> they like they start to decorate it, and they like throw a festival for it. <laughs> 
But no, I don't think Han Solo hit Chewbacca. I think I think Chewbacca probably stinks. Like he looks like he's so. So you're saying Chewbacca's the top then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like you know, it, it, Chewbacca probably smells like a wet dog at all times. Like it just seems like he's very moist and just keep, very keep going. I'm almost finished. <laughs> Um, I would like to see a shaved Chewbacca. We didn't really get any of that, like especially like ooh, a hairless a hairless Wookiee. That'd be interesting, huh? Yeah, see what they look like underneath all yeah. the hair. Yeah, it's like cousin it. Like, what does cousin it look like under all that hair? I think a spider. A spider. Yeah, that's weird. or just like a guy or just like a little guy with like a lot of hair. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I think you got it there. <laughs> so, um, over with Admiral Janeway, she's speaking with Admiral Jellico. Played by none other than the original Ronnie Cox. And wait, is it played by Ronnie Cox? That's fucking Ronnie Cox, dog. I thought Ronnie Cox died. Ronnie Cox is alive, I think. Really? Yeah. I believe I saw in he's like old as fuck, but he's still alive. Kitty cat. Kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty cat. Got a nice turkey dinner from a cat yesterday. She liked that. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Cox is still alive and he was in this. Um interesting. Yep. It was it was like announced. We talked about it like a few weeks ago on Trek News. <laughs> you should have raised these concerns then. Damn, he is alive. And he's on this. That's him. Fuck. I didn't even I didn't I I saw it was Jellico. I but I was just like, oh, they got a different voice actor for it. No, him. they got Ronnie Cox for it. Wow, good for him. So yeah. they're bringing back everybody. They're actually bringing yeah. back Legitimate like, cool characters. Yeah, like Prodigy is bringing back more characters I want to see than Picard. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, like and, and Lower Decks. Fucking Lower and Decks. Lower Decks the, yeah. the DS9 episode. I mean, only it only brought back what two characters from DS9, but I yeah. still two two of my beloveds. Yeah, and it's brought back you know John D. Lancey and like uh-huh. and and probably arguably a better. Oh, I take that back. Iteration. It's, it's uh, brought back. At least three, because Martok has been on there. Martok has I been like on there. Fucking love Martok. Yeah, JG Hetzler. Fucking love Martok. Yeah, and yeah, as Martok, as everybody that we love from mm-hmm. from Star Trek, and it makes sense that they return in an animated sense because they're obviously old, way too old yeah. to be. Especially like Ronnie Cox was born nineteen thirty eight. Like, how old is that? <laughs> like, this is almost. 100. I feel like Armin Shimmerman, although he's super old, he still looks kind of like the exact same. Oh yeah, he I mean, looks he's, the same. He's under so much makeup that it probably wouldn't matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like, uh, but wow, yeah, can't believe that was Ronnie Cox. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So anyway, so uh, she uh, over with Admiral Janeway. She's speaking with Admiral Jellico, played by none other than Ronnie Cox, and she's <laughs> asking him to reconsider. She says they have kids on a disabled ship in the neutral zone and Romulans on their doorstep who want nothing more than to steal their technology. She says they're facing their own Kobayashi Maru. Jellico says that, as untrustworthy as the Romulans may be, they're finally working towards peace and that the Dauntless is not to approach the neutral zone for the Protostar. Request denied. Right call, Jellico. Jellico is as hit. usual. Jellico hits it out of the park every time. Fucking yeah, no, he's he bats a one. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how good he is. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't miss. Man's doesn't miss. The, man's doesn't, doesn't miss. Man's doesn't miss. Man's doesn't miss. Man's doesn't miss. But Fucking, man's likes to piss though. Hell yeah, man's like piss in his mouth. <laughs> but like you know, my boy. But yeah, like that's that. You know, he again. You know, it, it comes. He's tough but fair. Yeah. Oh, he, that's the, that's the Jellico like, way. Like good B 
beef jerky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Admiral Janeway says that if Barnes Frex is correct, the weapon on the Protostar poses a severe risk if it falls into the hands of the Romulans. <laughs> I, just, I just, for a second, I thought you were talking about Babu Frick. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Barnes Frex, that's yeah. right. Um... Uh, Barnus Frex, if y'all don't remember, was the like the station chief on the outpost that they uh, in- accidentally destroyed mm-hmm. with the uh, weapon on the protostar. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she says, if Barnus Frex is correct, the weapon on the protostar poses a severe risk if it falls into the hands of the Romulans. Jellico says he is aware of the risks, but he's also aware Janeway's personal feelings regarding Chakotay might be clouding her judgment. Janeway tries to plead, but Jellico cuts her off and tells her. She has her fucking orders. They are not to enter the neutral zone, and if they see it, they are to destroy the protostar. Tough but fair. Tough but fair. You're right. You're right, Jellico. You're yeah. right. Jellico. You ain't missing. You ain't missing. Batten one. <laughs> Admiral Janeway clenches her fist. She's fucking pissed because mm-hmm. she knows he's right. Batten one. Janeway loves to break the law, breaking the law. Oh, yeah, she does. So <laughs> back with the protostar, they're approaching the planet. O'Connor tells the crew, welcome to Noble Isle. Jankum observes a tall structure extending from the planet with a platform on top and asks what the big pointy thing is. O'Connor says, that's my fucking dick. Oh, oops. Oopsie. You're not talking. You're not looking <laughs> at my dick. My big, my spire. Um, He says, that's a space elevator. And the only way to get, uh, and it's the only way to get things to and from the planet, giving the ionic storms on the surface. And you notice that they love, they love bringing back the space elevators and stuff. Like they had, they have been doing that because they did that on lower decks. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. I wonder, and base jumping off a space elevator. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's a. I think it's a cool concept. It like, is. I, it, I, it's been executed well in both these episodes. Yeah. Honestly, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. So, um, uh, O'Connor says that the space elevator and the conditions of the ionic storms make for perfect conditions for business of a sensitive nature. Mm-hmm. Which uh, he's talking about um, hand jobs right after the fucking you get jerked off. Mm-hmm. So it's like the refractory period hasn't set in yet, and it's like really sensitive. That sensitive nature. <laughs> uh, they really needed to show down on this plane is like you know what that weird structure that's on Jeffrey Epstein's island. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you know, just like of a sensitive nature, and then just like show that, and just like not explain. Yeah, yeah Dahl <laughs> asks what O'Connor means by of a sensitive nature, and O'Connor says gay porn. Yes. Uh, O'Connor says that Noble Isle is the forefront of cutting-edge science. Doing things the Federation can't or won't in the name of pushing the boundaries. Ass to mouth. <laughs> uh, Rock is excited at the mention of science and says she's going to the surface with him. O'Connor asks who else is ready for shore leave. Polly shore leave, that is. Weezing the juice. Man, that would be awesome if they did have just like Polly Shore just being like, I'm I mean, your god, guys. He's doing voice acting now. Uh, he recently yeah. voiced uh, Pinocchio in a Russian adaptation, 3D Russian adaptation. Oh, but not the Guillermo del Toro one. No, no, no. That would have been awesome. So there was actually two Pinocchios released this year, one that was supposed to suck, and Guillermo del Toro's is supposed to be good, but I think this one was a 2020 Pinocchio. Mm, okay. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, then obviously that's the superior one. Uh, <laughs> Yours is the superior one. Yours is the superior Pocono, Pinocchio movie. <laughs> um, so Zero says, uh, wait, no, where, no. Okay, so Okana says that Noble Isle is at the forefront of cutting edge science, doing things the Federation can't or won't in the name of pushing boundaries. Rock is excited at the mention of science and says she's going to the surface with him. Okana asks who else is ready for shore leave. Dahl says it's not shore leave and that they're going there to fix the ship. Mm. Zero says it's settled. Everybody will go to the surface to look for parts while Jankum and Zero stay to make repairs. Harlow Janeway tells them to be careful, noting that when Okana says cutting edge, he means unregulated. Mm -hmm. Which is why crypto is my favorite cutting edge <laughs> currency. Uh, she, no, I hate crypto. Fuck crypto. Uh, she then says that Starfleet has laws and regulations for a reason, because they're fucking buzzkills. <laughs> uh, noting that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Mm -hmm. She's never had a prostate orgasm, so I understand that feeling. Yeah. Next, we get a shot of the away team traveling down the space elevator, and it's actually a really great shot. Like, yeah. It's really, yeah, really great animation on this episode for sure. Mm -hmm. Rock exclaims, "It's so sciency!" While leaning against a window. Suddenly, the window starts projecting an advertisement for a genetic augmentation doctor named Dr. Jago. Rock excitedly says they've been reading about genetic augmentation, and O'Connor says that they can introduce them, since Dr. Jago is the client he's there to see. Mm. Walking into their lab, uh, Rock is super excited and is pointing out different amino acid bases when suddenly Dr. Jago appears and tells Okana he's late with their shipment and asks where their gelatinous putrescine is, which excellently named thing. Gelatinous yeah. putrescine sounds amazing and stinky. It do. It do. It do. It's, it's that it's that big big ball of pussy juice. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah, it sounds like some sort of like you know dog anal discharge or something. Hell yeah! <laughs> Keep going. I'm almost finished. <laughs> Got to drain the anal glands. All right, and get I'm to get that gelatinous putrescine out. Ah, uh, it can only come so much. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> Okana says, as as his friends can attest, there was a mix-up at the depot, and the doctor's shipment was permanently misplaced. Dr. Jago sarcastically asks if it was the Federation impeding science once again. Okana says that's about right and says he'll make it up to them. The doctor suddenly becomes gleeful and says that he already has. Walking over to Dahl, Dr. Jago asks who this interesting specimen is. Dahl laughs nervously as the doctor examines him, prodding and noting his different attributes. Gwyn asks if the doctor has ever seen someone like him, and they say never but his origins are obvious. Mm. Now, what was what was your call on Dahl? You, where do you think Dahl was from? I was really leaning into the um, um, uh, lizard uh, Janeway thing, mm -hmm. like son son of Janeway. I was leaning more into I for, totally forget the name of the race, but the one that you thought they were initially. Oh, the um, uh, the V something the, the people who who uh, create. Uh, life from dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, then your lady posed an interesting idea that it was like uh, an evolved version of Murph. 
Mm. Which would almost make sense just given their color schemes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could see that like like doll is the end result of of Murph's evolutions. Yeah, exactly. Cuz oh, I mean yeah. obviously like Murph is quickly becoming more advanced and who mm. knows what Murph is going to become. Yeah. Since they're obviously, you know, as stated by the voice actor and they're like becoming more advanced, being mm-hmm. able to communicate more and shit like that. So I don't know. That's an interesting idea too. However, it's not the case. Neither of those seems to be the case. Doll asks if the doctor knows where he came from, and they say not where, but who. Whoa. Who are you? Who, 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 who? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they take a piece of hair for DNA sampling, ripping it off Doll's head. The genome sequences quickly, and the doctor says their suspicions are confirmed. Doll is the handiwork of one of the protégés of Dr. Eric Soon. Mm. Mm. God fucking damn it. <laughs> I wonder if that is that setting up. We like... don't need <laughs> Khan, Spock, or Soong in fucking everything. That kind of makes sense that Brent Spiner is probably going to eventually make a make an appearance. But it's it's the the weird thing to me is they mentioned the Soon from Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, but I think I think we will see like a um like uh, eventually, uh, Doll is probably going to find some um, video logs. Oh yeah, by Eric soon, and it'll or uh, or possibly come across another Soong relative as played by Brent Spiner. Because like that's why I thought I was like, oh yeah, this is this is this is going to be like the way for. I mean, which makes sense because like that's the best way for like Brent Spiner to return to. Um, no, 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 I figured it out. <laughs> I figured out the only way. The best way to bring mm-hmm. back Brent Spiner, make him Vic Fontaine, because mm. he wants to do that. That's yep. his passion. Is like doing like fucking song and dance shit. It's true. He wants to be Vic Fontaine. Mm-hmm. He can he can do it just fine, yeah. and he looks the part now too. Yeah, he does. Make him a make him like a Vic Fontaine, or mm-hmm. you could even be like. Yeah, he's Vic Soong or something. He's like, it was like Eric Soong's like a famous relative that fucking was a lounge singer or some mm-hmm. shit. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, also, this is a way of, you know, like the geneticist line of the Soongs, you know, going back to also the now Star Trek Picard evil Soong. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah, because I, yeah, at first, yeah, it's so, it's crazy because like the Soongs are just do everything in science that has to do with like life. Yeah. Like they're they're fucking they can make whatever kind of robots they want, but mm-hmm. they also like can create whatever kind of species they want. The Soongs are just too powerful, man. They're like yeah. they're overpowered as a species. So I did like they like um she did gloss over um the human component. True. I, so so that's probably going to be the big mystery is like figuring out who like the original human was that they're based on or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it might be? I'm still leaning towards Janeway now. That'd be... Actually, the Janeway lizard, if they were like, oh, well, this is like an abomination, we need to make the... uh, That could could actually rectify your theory. Mm. It could actually be the Janeway lizard... Although that's not necessarily humanoid, but it's humanoid. But yeah, someone's con- someone's like someone's still continuing Eric Soong's work, mm-hmm. or maybe Eric Soong has somehow found a way to prolong his life or prolapse his anus. Prolapse his anus, or yeah. there is like another like, or just more evil Soongs making a genetic. Yes, stuff. my name is Gape Soong. 
<laughs> yeah, that's how Doll has his ability to gape so wide. But like, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe like, um, I, I was looking for the most recessive anal gape, G. <laughs> but they found maybe like the lizard babies, and then like, um, and they genetically modified them with other um, species and made a uh, made doll. I guess. Yeah. But it, I'm I'm still I'm still hoping lizard baby lizard baby lizard baby lizard yeah. baby lizard yeah. baby. I mean I, I I like that idea. I still don't think they're crazy enough. Although they they made an enterprise reference, so maybe they are crazy enough to lean on threshold. I say go for it. I I, say, I do too. I, I I would want that, but I don't think they're that nuts. But I don't know them. Who knows? Who knows? I mean they're I mean uh, yeah I mean they are making really good. Uh, decisions with uh, star trek with a uh, with a uh, star trek legacy characters right now so. yeah yeah especially yeah like prodigy's doing a real good job of it um but yeah if it could if completely redeem threshold that would be nuts that would be nuts i want it i want it so bad i yeah. can taste it like not not only <laughs> redeem threshold make it like important to canon yes now that would be something. which it should be i mean that's a pretty fucked up crazy thing that happened and that they just completely it, forgot about it, it would be difficult the problem is it would be difficult because then they would have to address the fact that they still don't have like warp 10 technology even though they probably should at this point yeah and the fact that janeway abandoned babies because mm-hmm. and also like, if like you, why couldn't they turn why couldn't they have also taken the babies with them and then turned them human Because that would be another like twenty minutes on the episode. <laughs> I just couldn't justify that runtime or the budget. So yeah. Imagine threshold part one and two. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be a funny. That'd mess. be awesome. That'd but be yeah, they turned they they that would have been also also a great way to add some because like the fact you know they that would have also shown that they have like completely like embrace the fact that they're going to be a legacy starship at that point. Cause you know, they're probably accepting that there's going to be 65 years mm-hmm. to get back anyway. Yep. And that would have been a great way to introduce some like child characters. Like, you know, that would have like that they would have been expecting to like be raised on the ship and later take control of. Um, and so they could have had like, like uh, the Tom and Tom and Janeway um, lizard babies. That's an interesting point because they never really made contingency for like what would happen if they like got old and died while traveling back. Cause yeah. it originally it was supposed to take like 50 years. Right. Yeah. I mean they, they, and yeah, and when that does show like them do a time trip at one point and like it's only Ichab and um, uh, other, I can't remember the girl's name the that was born on. Oh, Voyager. Oh, uh, the fucking, uh, Wildman, or? yeah, Wildman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like showed them as adults, like yeah, take yeah, over yeah, the yeah. ship, true, but true, like, true. yeah, but like everyone else would have been in their fucking like fifties and sixties at least. Yeah. yeah, like um, like all well, the yeah, the youngest people would have been in their fifties and sixties. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I never really even thought about that. Yeah, I guess that that is kind of the only thing that, but that's not like the point of the episode to really address. No, that. they they never really address. Yeah, having but, like, yeah, just, younger people take over the crew eventually. Yeah, because you think that would have been huh. like you think they would have like had to like accept that yeah they would have had to like breed more people yeah I, I mean but you do have like interesting contingencies there like the doctor the doctor yeah he'd just be having like a nursery <laughs> like or yeah. not a nursery uh old folks home yeah, that he'd be operating almost. Interest, yeah you figure fucking janeway would be like f- encouraging people to fuck more yeah great and, and be like yeah be like hey no more having sex with holodeck things you gotta fuck the crew like yeah like try you know stuff elon musk would probably like to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean stuff that would actually make sense in their position i have actually not thought about that we need yeah. to 
I hope we get a Voyager episode sometime in the near future that we and can they, actually address. That. Yeah, and they're also they're, also lost a lot of people on the way too. They so did. They, they lost a ton of people. They lost yeah, like that one guy who was like the engineer. I mean, given they they did have two like full crews yeah. at the very beginning because but they, they lost crew, crews from both right at, during that battle. So yeah, yeah. and so yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a, that's a very good point. This yeah. is like something you never because they do address some kind of scarcity issues on Voyager, especially in the earlier seasons. Mm-hmm. But like human scarcity is an interesting idea, or like you know crew scarcity. Yeah, and it's like that something that would naturally totally occur, into. especially if like they have completely accepted that it was going to take sixty five years to get back. Exactly, and yeah. I mean they did like yeah, and, and I. I do like that they did like, you know, fold more people into it, but that would have been cooler if they also did except more that you just see in the background, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, you know, they just become like a hub for attracting wayward souls or people who are looking for, you know, um, transportation and who eventually just become part of the crew. Yeah. yeah, We, you know, but wow. That's just my thought. Indeed. Uh, Going back (laughs) to the episode here. uh, O'Connor asks (laughs) if the doctor is saying the doll was made in a lab. The doctor says he was obviously the product of, Artificial hybrid speciation, which Rock explains is when you use multiple DNA sources to create an original being. Like uh, when you, you both uh, come in the same person during the gangbang. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a kid and you're like, well, it's probably just both of ours, right? Yeah. Yeah. And raise it as our own. Hell yeah. <laughs> just two dads. <laughs> two gangbang dads. Just like in, in my th- two gangbang dads and Thirty Rock, where it was like a what's his face from, uh, like a Jack Donaghy's like rival who was gay, and like him and his boyfriend mixed their sperm together. Oh, I never watched that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> no, the only Thirty Rock I uh, get is a thirty dollar crack rock. Oh hell's yeah! Down on Pike and Pine. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, dog. <laughs> you want to smoke some crack? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to smoke some crack. Whoa, I feel amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, crack rocks. Crack. They say crack is whack. <laughs> They're whack. Come on. <laughs> O'Connor asked the doctor, uh, saying the doll is made in the lab. The doctor says he was obviously the product of artificial hybrid speciation, mm. which Rock explains is when you use multiple DNA sources to create an original being. Like when you both come in the same woman in a gangbang. <laughs> gangbang dads. Yeah. Hey, you want to smoke some crack? Yeah. Let's smoke some crack. That's we'll sick. be right back. <laughs> uh, the doctor says it appears they started with the genetic sample of an unremarkable humanoid specimen, most likely Homo sapien. And Dahl asks if that makes him human. So that, that goes to your question. Yeah. Who's the original human here? Yeah. And they say an unremarkable human specimen. If it's going to be a fucking Soong, I'm going to lose my mind. If it's going to be a Soong, I'm going to lose my mind. If it's Harry Kim, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Just to like demote him to unremarkable Henson. <laughs> Just find a way to like, yeah, for, further like uh, make canon of him being, yeah, unremarkable. And that would go back to like, you know, when he went initially went through the um, uh, Babu Frick's, um, um, magic doorway that that showed what the each person was like mm-hmm. and it was notified that it's a starfleet um important you know you know I, that's why i'm like it has to be janeway janeway has to be janeway has to be janeway we need, we need that we need the mo- we need the mommy angle that's, that's yeah i mean that that would make sense god 
I'm trying to think who else it could be who would be like a good yeah because who else like because he was it was in the delta quadrant right it was in the delta quadrant so like who else was out there that would that would be that would be a good i'll tell you who's out there <laughs> mr vulcan <laughs> Maybe Janeway. Maybe uh, Chakotay. Neelix. Oh, yeah, Neelix. it's Neelix. <laughs> I'm hoping it's Neelix. That's an interesting idea. It could be Chakotay, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Chakotay kind of, like, you know, busted a few times, like, uh, with, uh, what, what was it, what was the Cardassian woman's name? No, I'm, I'm talking about they could have, like, taken Chakotay and, like, built Doll on top of him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit, maybe he's Chakotay. Exactly. That's what oh! I'm saying. Right? There's a theory. That would be something crazy, right? That would be insane. Yeah. Oh, and that would be the Janeway connection. Like it's like because it, it hasn't shown Chakotay <gasps> alive yet. And that would go back to like the 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 um the people that like uh, take dead people and re- and make them into their into their own. The rubber tree people. No, the, the people <laughs> like the 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 other one that I said, like the uh, the the you know the guys who like they die and then they take the dead bodies and make their own species again. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So maybe they took. Maybe like Chakotay died, he was brought back and then mixed with all this other DNA and shit. Yeah. Maybe they gangbang dead Chakotay and turn him into something else. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, that'd be wild if that's Chakotay. Yeah. So that there's there's my theory. <laughs> I think I Doll is Chakotay. I like that theory. That's a weird one, but And that would explain where Chakotay is. Like it would. It's cause that's the thing, is it's weird to me that they have shown Chakotay. But they haven't shown where Chakotay is now, yeah. Which makes me think that he's not alive, or he's in something. He's in a different way, you know. Because mm-hmm. he, because you know, Chakotay would have found a way to um to reach out to Starfleet in some yeah. capacity. Chakotay is resilient. Mm-hmm. And he's a buzzkill. He's a buzzkill, and he's like, yeah, he's resilient, and he, uh, he's also like, you know, um, he's handy. Like he, he's, he's, he, he knows how to like. He knows he knows what to do in these kind of situations. Right, right. Like he would, he would, he would, he would have found a way to communicate with Starfleet already. I agree. So that's my theory. Doll is Chakotay. Damn. You heard it here first. You probably heard it here first. I'm probably the first. Or person he'll, to... or or he'll. Te- Doll will kind of Chakotay died, and he and now Doll is kind of like a piece of him, and yeah, it's kind of like the son of Chakotay. Interesting. Yeah. So. The yeah. doctor explains he's a human augment blended with the most recessive traits of 26 different species, with traces of Vulcan, Proto-Organian, sloppy work. Uh, the doctor says it's a miracle he can even talk. Dahl says, or Dahl asks if he was born in a Petri dish and if he doesn't have any parents. Rock insists that there's nobody else like him. Okana tells him, tough break, kid. It's a very O'Connor thing to say. I like that. Yeah. Dull becomes emotional and says he's just a failed experiment. He sits, defeated, downtrodden, depressed. Gwyn approaches him and tells him that's not how anybody sees him, that he's more than that. The doctor wonders why everybody is so depressed and says that maybe they didn't make themselves clear. They can bring out the best in him. They say their epigenetic dermal implant can activate dormant genes while also stimulating rapid cell division, which sounds to me exactly what cancer is. Mm -hmm. That's literally what cancer is. Yeah. So she's going to give doll cancer. (laughs) Dude, what the fuck? Uh, She says the best thing about the implant is it's fast and a simple procedure, so nobody will know. 
Dahl asks what all that means. Rock says the doctor can make him better. The doctor says they can fix him. Rock notes this will change Dahl. Gwen tells Dahl he doesn't need fixing, and they're there to fix the ship. Mm. Dahl looks forlornly at a large screen and says to himself, if it's too good to be true, thanks the doctor, but says that's not why they're there. As they leave, Okana is telling the crew their itinerary on the planet, and Dahl stops right before leaving, and the door closes. He asks the doctor exactly how fast the procedure is. She says, fast as you can come. He's like, <laughs> then why isn't it already done? Yeah. What's up? Well, I'm standing here. Yeah. What's, what's it? It should have been done already then, yeah. bitch. Because <laughs> like, I, I already came twice. I don't have two procedures done, do I? Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> so up on the Dauntless, the Diviner is speaking with the Trill Ensign Ascentia and trying to remember what he's doing and his purpose when Admiral Janeway walks in. So this is the first time that I noticed Ascentia is wearing fingerless gloves. Interesting. I like that. Fingerless gloves are very comfortable. Yeah, I never I never noticed before until that. And then I'm like, oh shit. And I looked at other thing uh other or other appearances in past episodes, like, oh, she's always wearing fingerless gloves. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So Janeway says that she heard Essentia wanted to speak with her, and she tells Janeway she wants to offer her services to help her covertly enter the neutral zone. Janeway asks if she knows that would disobey a direct order. Essentia confirms this, but also says she knows how much the protostar means to Janeway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janeway says if they can't abide by the rule of law, then they're no better than the forces that they oppose. Mm-hmm. She's broken... The fucking Starfleet's lost so many times. Yeah. It's a very dumb, strict, and uh, actually British way of thinking about laws. Mm. Very precedential mm. way of thinking. Like, oh, well, no one's done it before, so that's the right way to do it. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, but then muses, if they're thinking about sneaking in, then the Romulans probably are as well. Janeway orders Essentia to listen in on all Romulan subspace channels. Suddenly, some Tal Shiar Romulans show up on a platform in the upper atmosphere of Noble Isle and look down on the protostar. They're already in. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. Down with the away team, Okana and the crew are carrying packs full of parts, and he's telling them the story of one of his misadventures when suddenly Dahl interrupts with a very astute observation while doing a handstand. Okana wonders how Dahl knew that... Um, how he knew the end of his story unless he was a mind reader. Gwyn suspiciously asks Dahl if he's feeling better. And that was the um, <laughs> telling the story from his TNG appearance. Yeah, you're right. He was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gwyn suspiciously asks Dahl if he's feeling better, and he says, the best. Gwyn asks if he's not bummed out um, by what Dr. Jago told him. He says that it was disappointing but the upside is that it made him a more perspicacious person. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I, I don't either. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I don't need a word like that. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. Sound, saying that word would get you beat, get your ass beat. Yeah, no. Like, I, 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 if I did that, I'd be like, yeah, stop being so perspicacious. And I'd be like, fuck you, faggot. And I'd say that to myself. Pre, it was uh, it pres, <laughs> presepiscus? Pers. P-E-R-S-P-I-C. 
A-C-I-O-U-S. Presprecacious. Having ready, having a ready insight into and understanding of things. Great. Oh, okay. Uh, Gwen asks about this word, and Dahl says maybe she wasn't sagacious enough to notice. Mm. Mm. O'Connor says he has no idea what anybody's saying, and Dahl can... Uh, it's a very cromulent word. It is. It, embig- <laughs> it embiggens my penis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so O'Connor says he has no idea what anybody's saying, and Dahl condescends to him, and he's like, mm-hmm. let me say it in uh, words you'll understand. We go back ship. And he's just a fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Dolls on cocaine. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a Mensa cocaine member. It's- yeah, he's yeah, and he's instantly made him into like a fucking dork. Yeah, a fucking like way too <laughs> hyped up dork. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying meth for the first time or something. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, back up on the ship, Jenkum is doing a repair when he something hears something. He asks if it's zero, and something lands on his body. He starts poking at it, and it electrocutes him and knocks him out. Over- Surprised they didn't go for the kill. It's a kid's show. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's a tall Shi'ar. Like, I feel like they would go instantly go for the... No, no, remember they, put, uh, they just put a bag over uh, What's-Her-Face's head. Well, they needed her alive. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about Picard <laughs> unless we have to. Unless we're forced to. Yeah. So over with Zero, they ask Holly Janeway how the repair is, and she approves. Zero notices something is wrong and pages Jankum, sensing an unknown presence aboard. Suddenly, one of these things lands on Zero and shocks them and knocks him out as well. The Romulan commander Kasseth from last episode boards, noting Janeway is just a hologram. They try to commandeer the ship, but note that all command functions are locked, and they need the captain to access the controls. Which, I don't know, I think the Tal Shower would probably be more like, uh, uh, will have like a, um, a way around that, you know, they they could easily get around those kind of things. True. On the top of the space elevator, a team of Romulan Tal Shiar activate their anti-gravity suits and free fall towards the surface in a sequence that looked real, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, kind of like from um, the the Kelvin universe. Oh yeah, or also the Lower Decks. Yeah, the inter- yeah, you, yeah. <clears throat> Lots of that going on. It's pretty much the whole reason why you have a space elevator now, and just oh, like yeah. so you jump can, like, off of it. Jump off of it. Yeah. So on the Dauntless, somehow Essentia has tracked the Tal Shiar and note that they've gotten to the Proto Star and now they're looking for the captain. Uh, I don't understand how she figured this out. She, she was listening in on all the Romulan channels. How can you listen in on all the Romulan subspace channels? Especially this one should be secret, right? Because of the Tal Shiar. Yeah, I feel that would be way harder than they made it seem. Right. Like, there's <laughs> Janeway's just like, listen to all their fucking, fucking encrypted, like, yeah, messages. Coming from the most secretive, like, group like, of people. Yeah, the Romulans are the best at encryption. Like, and spy, be- spycraft yeah, and everything else. Known, like, they would not, like, be, yeah, this is stupid to me. But, like, yeah. So, um... Admiral Janeway notes she doesn't like the odds of a group of teens against the Tal Shiar. <laughs> Commander Tysus, the Andorian, says he's got weapons armed and ready in case they need to destroy the Protostar. Essentia asks if she's really going to destroy the ship. But also, wouldn't firing um, missiles into the neutral zone be an act of war as well? Yes. <laughs> like, I feel that would be more of an act of war than simply entering. Yeah, but it's destroying a Federation ship. And they, but they, they don't know what they're firing at. 
initially, you know, they, yeah, they do. But like, but also they are still surrounded by Romulan ships at that point. Weren't they having a standoff with like it showed like when it showed their uh, the Dauntless? They had two Romulan ships in front of them. Yeah, that's true. But they're still destroying their own ship in the neutral zone, which I don't think yeah. would be an act of war because they'll be like, that was a rogue ship of ours that we were destroying to prevent a war from happening. But you're but they also fired fired weapons into there, so that could that could still be. Yeah, uh, you know, but they can also prove that the Romulans are also in the neutral zone as well at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so. Janeway says they can't let the Romulans take the protostar at any cost, and she hopes it doesn't come to firing on the ship. Down on the planet, Rock has found some alien puppies, and they're super fucking cute. Yeah, they're very cute puppies. Uh, it was it was a really cheap cheap shot yeah. to, to make me go oh <laughs> fuck you whoever made that decision and fuck Gwen you. was really into it too she's like puppies yeah, puppies yeah. yeah or whatever the fuck they were they're supposed to be who knows they were just like different colored puppies they were like a purple and a green puppy yeah and, and the fact that they're on like on like the evil or not evil but just like weird libertarian like uh, no rules planet like who knows what those puppies like? Are those puppies illegal? I mean, like what? What's illegal about them? Is there what? What is their? What is their intended purpose? And what? Why? Wh- white women. <laughs> They're there to be se- sex trafficked to white women. Yeah, it's like yeah that that seemed that seemed like that that seemed more nefarious, and they were letting on that they that these puppies are sold on the on the creepy planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, gosh. don't tell. You know, what happens to the dogs stays with the owners. Or, or that'd be funny if they're actually just selling them for food. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then like, and then like Rock is like, I want that one and points at the pink one. And they pick and it up and fucking cut its head off. <laughs> yeah, slit its throat and, and then just, start cutting. Like, <laughs> put an ice pick in the back of its neck like a crab. <laughs> and, just, and just start like preparing it for food. And then Rock just starts. Just like, put it in a boiling <laughs> pot. <laughs> yeah, puts it in boiling <laughs> water. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah you gotta boil them alive <laughs> just like lobsters although otherwise you can taste the fear <laughs> you can taste the fear yeah. yeah like what are you doing i just wanted as a pet like pet <laughs> these are these are food uh suddenly doll says something's not right and they have to leave when some ropes fall over a ledge above them and the puppies they were just looking at are hanged <laughs> <laughs> fresh meat fresh puppy meat <laughs> <laughs> uh no not really so um a uh, bunch of tal shiar repel down instead uh they all put their hands up and okana asks why they are with starfleet uh sorry why they are with a starfleet admiral and a romulan hit squad is after them and all wonders if anybody thought to pack a phaser Mm. Commander Kasseth says that the captain is going with them as they approach Dahl, but try to apprehend Okana instead. Mm-hmm. Dahl laughs and asks if they really think Okana's the captain, and so they apprehend Dahl instead. Okana starts to back away and says he thinks he's overstayed his welcome and wishes them good luck as he runs away. Rock groans and Gwyn asks if he's seriously just. He's seriously just. He's seriously just. Um, Rock says she knew he was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dahl laughs and says he has this. He then uses his neck tail to activate a small button on the back of his neck. Uh, we then get an inside shot of his veins and like some shit flowing around with his red blood cells. 
gets electrified or some mm. shit. I don't know. It's it's like the it's like the latent um meth that's in his system. Yeah, that's and then it's just like was like it makes like, it super sl- meth. Yeah. The slow the slow release meth. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like got them all. I think that's like Adderall or, XL. Or it was like P- yeah PCP. That's why he was all like oh god yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel amazing. I'm going to eat some faces. <laughs> uh, he goes fucking ape and takes out all of the Tal Shiar, non-lethally, of course, because this is a children's program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got the, uh, he got um, uh, Klingon ridges. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Gwyn asks what's gotten into Dahl, and he laughs and turns around with a deeper voice, Klingon forehead ridges, and a Bajoran nose and facial hair, saying, The battle is in my blood. <laughs> Which is stupid. Uh, but He's basically putting himself through like second puberty. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Which to me sounds pretty cool, except for the body hair. Yeah, except for the body but hair. Imagine yeah. like you just like get double horny all the time again, mm. and like you, your dick gets bigger and shit. <laughs> That'd be cool. That I mean, like I he was mean, he was packing some heat. Yeah, people can handle holes so much, so I don't want my dick to be any bigger. But mm-hmm. I can imagine most people do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Rock says she knows what's gotten into him and pulls down the back of his shirt to reveal his augmentation button, saying he got the implant and he cheated. But, like, come on, Rock. Is this is that cheating? <laughs> he didn't ask to be born with every recessive trait in 23 different species or 26. That's yeah. that's crazy. Like his creators played God, but he's not allowed to play God in order to like make his life better. Mm. Like ethically, that's not cheating at all. Mm. Like he got fucked being born as uh, the fucking doctor said, it's a miracle. He can even speak. Though the doctor, you know, you can't really, I don't think you can really trust her as a reliable source I of can. information. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> she was right. Did she, did, did, has she been proven to be wrong but about she, anything? But she has, but she has like her own perception of what, um, of what, you know, of what perfection would be and what like, and also just like, you know, this like, look, she looks, seems like she looks down on other beans mm-hmm. you know the miracle wait, that wait, can... are you saying you don't like eugenics yes <laughs> <sighs> Pat, so i'm to be on another podcast yes. brother <laughs> so i'm thinking that i'm i'm saying like she she's probably racist and so yeah and so like uh she was just like you know she she's like looking at all what 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 makes doll up and was just like ugh all the all the awful people that I don't but, that I'm racist against. But at the same time, like he was genetically engineered, so if he we wants, don't know for what purpose yet, right? But if he wants to genetically engineer his body for any purpose, it's not unethical. <laughs> like it's his fucking body, it's his life. Like if he feels like his life is worse because of any recessive trait he has, why? why? But he only but he only felt that way after he was told by a racist person. Well, you you are assuming is racist. I'm pretty positive. Like he 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 was he he was confident and and fine with himself uh-huh. before meeting her. So so his his perception of himself changed after meeting someone who told him that he's worthless, and that's not a that 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 and that is not a um a uh uh and you know like against him at all. Like like he's like. Like that's that's her perception of him from just meeting him. Well, I mean, that's my perception of him too from watching the show. So I don't know. 
Are you saying I'm wrong? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, he, he that's the thing. Like, as Rock was saying, like, you know, he's fine the way uh, when initially like, he's, he's fine the way he is. And it's no, true because okay, he okay. Can, can, let me put it this way. He has a really small penis. We don't know that yet. I do. He has a really small <laughs> penis. He has a really small penis. He wants to change it. Is there anything wrong with that? If someone played God and gave him a, a micro penis, <laughs> he wants to change it. Is that okay? But I think like what his... No, 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 no. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're beginning to deflect, Patrick. Eyes on the prize over here. Is it okay for Dahl to improve his micro penis through genetic engineering? Is that, is that ethical? You know what? Is that cheating? fine <laughs> boom <laughs> got him but ethical, i'm just saying ethical conundrum won <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying like because this like what the modifications do to him are more than aesthetic <laughs> no we're losing the argument Ooh, ooh! quickly release the micro penis clause <laughs> Success! That's, that's, Resounding success! That's my that's my favorite Tim Allen movie. <laughs> <laughs> Say, for example, I have a micro penis. <laughs> yeah, he becomes Santa Claus, and, 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 and but but I but I'm just saying, like, like she like, and that's one thing, like you know, that's that that's where the whole plastic in- surgery. Mm-hmm. industries built on is making people feel insecure about themselves yeah. and that and so that's what at that the same that, time, that's what that geneticist made him feel at the same time i like big fake titties <laughs> so okay. yeah. it's not unethical to me because i like them big fake conquers i mean they're they're fun you know mm. okay i can i can see where you're talking about like but, but i mean it does some did something to him that's completely unregulated and also, obviously, then, then like, backfired on him tremendously because it's, like, it was faulty. Yeah, but, it was like, but he's got a big old hog now. It's like he went and got a BBL from somebody <laughs> and, and, and an alley, yeah. like, some, some back alley BBL. <laughs> and they just put, like, a fucking, like, pork lard into his yeah, ass. Yeah, they just put something, and then the, and now the BBL is rebelling against him. <laughs> so It's the Rebel Alliance. So, or, like, the hog, the hog incre- um, uh, and, uh, lengthening surgery is also now just gave him, like, uh, something that spits acid from his dick tip. So, sounds pretty sick though. <laughs> it does, but it'd be spitting fire. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, suddenly the Tal Shiar recover and the crew run from them. They hide from them, and Rock asks why Dahl has pointy ears. Dahl says, "Kind of like a Vulcan now, um, and growing in Dorian and ten out of his head." He says that the logical conclusion is that he inadvertently activated all of his dormant DNA at once. He grows some more facial hair and his voice suddenly gets deeper and he says he'd do it all over again and knowing he'd have to compete with that man-chomp Okana. First off, man-chomp? I didn't get that. Uh, that was dumb. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure that he was supposed to be like man slut or something like that, a stand in for something like that, mm. like bimbo. Or yeah, himbo. Himbo, yeah. 
Uh, so Dahl then says either he's sensing trouble or his third arm is about to come out. Which I, I think he means his penis. Oh, yeah. He has a prehensile, prehensile penis. Oh, yeah. He can grab things with it now. That'd be, that's a great, great song. Prehensile penis. Yeah, have you heard it? Good who it's by. It's a good band. Fun band. Oh. Um, so Rock says they have to get him to sick bay, and Gwyn agrees. The Talshiar notice them and follow quickly behind. On the space elevator, Dahl sees his reflection, and he's horrified. They notice the Tal Shiar coming after them, and they begin to panic. The Romulans begin shooting their space elevator, and Gwyn says it will not hold for long. They put on emergency helmets, and Dahl wonders if his augments can help them, but notices he's leaking something and asks what it is. Pre-cum. I wrote cum. Pre-cum might be correct, though. I think it is pre-cum. Yeah, it's, pre- it's, it's pre-cum, but it was like coming from his neck or something. Pre-cum or w- come from a lot of places. Or was it coming from his hands? I couldn't tell where it was exactly coming from. Penises can be in a lot of places. So, <laughs> excuse me. Not everybody keeps their genitals in one yeah. place. But what, but what species was that supposed to be from in the first place? Uh, what the cum hands? Yeah, or like that, or the leaking the fluid from from some. Un- oh, that's uh, let's see, uh, the Jizhansians. <laughs> oh, uh, the Jizhansians. <laughs> Jizhansians. <laughs> that's what uh, Jadzia Jadzia Tax is named after. <laughs> Imagine going through there with a black light and like and lumen all and stuff, <laughs> and just it, the just, whole planet just lights up. Just, the whole planet just lights up. It's like a new becomes their new sun. <laughs> like, we found a source of unlimited energy. We just shine this black light, and it just <laughs> we cover the planet in luminol and then put black light on it, and then everything glows. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, suddenly, the glass breaks, um, and the Tal Shiar began to capture them. But one of them slips on the precum and falls to the surface. Uh, so, I mean, fucking Doll's precum has already killed a man, and he no, he he activated his like grav suit. You don't know that. No, he showed him like activate it and fly away. Oh no! Yeah, bummer. Yeah, yeah, he didn't die. As you said, yeah, you can't show people just like because I was this. I was gonna say that's that's a very interesting. Um, kind of analog for the AIDS epidemic where <laughs> where cum could actually kill a man oh, in a yeah. different kind of way. Mm, that's what they're trying to say there. Yeah. And oh and also they're saying AIDS was made in a lab. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so who who Wuhan f- flu part two. Yeah, Wuhan flu part two. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm, yeah, interesting. But no, but that dude did activate his suit and he flew away. I he flew down. That. Yeah, sorry so about that. I want him to die. <laughs> Dying by pre-cum is like the coolest death possible. <laughs> so the Romulans are about to board when Rock notices the lightning and tells Gwyn to drop her heirloom. Gwyn says they're about to be boarded, but Rock says to trust her. So Gwyn drops it. But I don't understand. But I, that's part I don't understand because I don't think it ever clarifies what happened with that, does it? Well, it shows like lightning strike the other people. Yeah. So, so, like, lightning strikes the um, the Romulans because they're because like Rock was like metal, mm-hmm. and because they were bringing out things, and there was a lightning storm, mm-hmm. and then like um, Gwen put her um, her heirloom away mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's not still going to attract electricity. Yeah, and also that <laughs> it, that, that entire like fucking tower is like a giant lightning rod right yeah why like yeah so you like, think there would be some sort of like surge protectors or well, something there would that, be some sort of lightning diffusion system or yeah. i mean the whole thing is literally a lightning rod and mm-hmm. we know that lightning always like 
emanates from the highest available source. Mm -hmm. So why would it be like striking people? Nah, it doesn't really make any sense, to be honest. No. The, the whole thing doesn't make sense with how... I mean, maybe this planet, because of the ionic storms and whatever, have different lightning. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was like, yeah, ionic storm, so there was just constant lightning. Yeah, so. so And then they're just pointing their metal things out. So Gwyn drops her heirloom. Up on the Dauntless, Admiral Janeway is asking for a status report, and Essentia says they have sight on the captain, but she can't tell what's happening. Back with the crew, the Romulans are shooting at the space elevator and getting dangerously close as everybody's freaking out. Gwyn asks Rock what they should do, and Rock says she doesn't know. Back with the Dauntless, Tysus says if the Romulans get the Protostar, they will use it against Starfleet. Which is probably true. Yeah, of course. Uh, Janeway makes uh, towards the weapons console, and Essentia pleads with her, saying that she can't. Janeway tells her to stand down and launches two torpedoes in the direction of the Protostar. With the crew. But also the Protostar is still docked. It is. Like, like so they could probably blow up a space elevator. Yeah. Like why, like, are they not expecting like there to be like a, a, uh, a series of explosions that would emanate from the Protostar exploding? Well, it'll, I'll, I'll tell you in just, so, <laughs> <clears throat> so down with the crew, uh, Murph is getting crazy restless inside his little backpack that they keep him in. Mm-hmm. It's Dal- a gerbil ball. Mm-hmm. And Dahl notices. He orders Rock to open the ball, and she does, and Murph jumps out and fucking kicks the shit out of all the tall she are. Mm-hmm. In a truly unhinged moment, I was definitely not expecting at all. Yeah, 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 like, Murph was just, like, like no longer stumbling on the little baby legs. Murph is, like, yeah, Murph is a murder jello now. Hells yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, Murph was just like karate chopping everyone. Yeah. And yeah, and fucking, he murdered three of them and orphaned countless Romulan children. Yeah. Yeah. He jumps back and Romulan, his... I mean, uh, Murph does not care. Like, no. You, like, he you, doesn't you, regard life at all because he, has, he doesn't understand it. Yeah. He has, he has emotionless black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Oh, God. Like, I, I want to fuck him so bad. Like, there is, there's, you, so you look bad. into those, like, he's smiling, but that's, that's mm-hmm. meaningless. Like, that's just my type. We're, 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 we're you know, we're, we're, you know, it's like, that's a, like a whole, like, you know, alien species cultural thing where we look at him smiling. We don't know he's smiling. Mm. Like that, like, true, like a dog smiling is a dog, like, in distress or ready to attack. Exactly. Like, we're misreading, like, we're, we're projecting, like, the human, uh, idea of what smiling is on, onto, onto this alien species. He could be in a constant, like, fit fit of rage and murderous rage. You know what, uh, for his species, you know, a smile is Hmm. enraged (laughs) and horny. Yeah, he's trying to fuck. Oh, he is trying to fuck. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, like Brock is like, oh my God, look, the, he, he grew another appendage that he's using to kill people. He's stabbing them and thrusting into them over and over again. Oh, and they're, they're, <laughs> he's making new holes. Oh, they're getting all <laughs> gooey from it. Why, why are they all moist? Yeah, uh, he could just be, he could j- like just be like completely psychotic. Like we're, I think we're, and we're, I think we're seeing the first tense of him being a complete psychopath. I would like that. Like every evolution he makes, like they're like, oh, he does something new, and but he does something just slightly more sinister as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the next thing, he's like, oh, well, he's our, our uh, security guy now, and he just like extrajudicially executes a prisoner of theirs or something. He's waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> 
and he's like smiling and he puts like he puts he puts part of his 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 like flubber stuff onto 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 the prisoner's face and just like starts throwing up into their <laughs> on them in, in the in the, the his fourth evolution he like writes a memo for the bush administration <laughs> yeah. fucking like making torture totally acceptable <laughs> Mur- oh look Murph's taking control of the, of the controls of the protostar he's going towards those towers <laughs> we're going awfully fast towards earth space dock murph all right murph slow down slow down murph we're going to collide with those towers if you don't stop Alo Cybok! <laughs> uh, back with the Dauntless, Tysus says if the Romulans get the Protostar, they will use it against Starfleet. Janeway makes towards the weapons... Oh, I already said that. So, um, On the Dauntless, Janeway tells Tysus to target the micro-detonations on the torpedoes to disable the Protostar, but nothing else. So... That's that. Oh, God, I, I, sorry, I totally forgot. The, the mm. crew, uh, right after Murph kicks the shit out of everybody, uh, Gwen says it looks like they found their new security officer. Yeah. Which, I mean. It's fascinating. Like, somewhat, so, like. It would, like, I think it would maybe make more sense to have, like, a creature that's not, like, ostensibly a baby still. <laughs> <laughs> that like you can like maybe I don't know like communicate with as yeah, your security officer instead of like something that like you literally unleash on people like you they literally they're like oh we can unleash unknown horrors <laughs> yeah that's our security officer mm-hmm. it's like whoa what the fuck you don't know what this thing can is capable of Murph gets 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 what needs to be done done all right I mean like, I, so Murph is the CIA blue, blue purple lives matter. <laughs> Murph is the CIA. Murph, yeah. Yeah. And so it's just yeah, like. He's like their torture expert. If, and... if you knew where they made the Murph sausage, <laughs> you wouldn't put it in your fucking mouth. Mm-mm. You wouldn't feed it to your dog, man. No. You wouldn't feed it to Murph. You wouldn't feed it to Murph. Mm. And you know what? Murph likes eating that shit. Oh, he likes eating shit all right. Yeah. He's like. He, Plus, I'm hungry for shit. He, he's, he's li- he, he, he'll, eat, he'll devour man's entrails. Oh, yeah. And still be smiling, but that's not a damn smile. Oh, that's, no. not a, that's not a smile. He Don't think it's a smile for a second. And horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with the crew, Mer- uh, no. So, on the Dauntless, Janeway tells Tysus to target the micro detonations on the torpedoes to disable the protostar, but nothing else. So that's that's the explanation. Mm, oh yeah. Apparently, yeah. they're 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 like fucking proton torpedoes have micro detonations they can do or something. Okay. So they can they can do a little explosion, a little guy, little baby explosions. So suddenly, Tysus uh, says the Romulans failed, and Janeway frantically pleads to abort. But also, wouldn't you think like? Well, maybe it would be hard since it's a dock, but you think they would like there would be some monitoring system because you because like obviously like that would be a source of attack Absolutely. from people, like especially pirates or something from pirates. So you so it would be it wouldn't be out of the norm that to believe that it it would someone wouldn't want to fire um, photon torpedoes or something at it in the first place. So you think there would be some sort of monitoring system where they could just be like shields up. Incoming shields up, but True. Yeah. but you know, I guess it's just completely unprotected and can just be blown up, just like Riker's dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he calls it the space elevator. 
Hell yeah. We love that. And, <laughs> and everybody gets a ride. Everybody gets a ride. Um, so on the Dauntless, every, uh, sorry, on the surface, the crew sees the torpedoes heading their way and start praying, but they blow up <laughs> just in time in a stunning display of perfect timing. Mm-hmm. On the Dauntless, everybody celebrates the last second save, and Janeway wonders who these kids are. Mm. Back with the crew, Dahl apologizes to Gwyn, saying he messed everything up, and he just didn't want to be a mistake. He wanted everybody to look at him like they look at Okana. And Gwyn says he's not a mistake, but he'll never be as good as Okana. Because he's better. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he would have just stopped there. That would have been so funny. Yeah. It's like, but you'll never be as good as Okana. Also, I didn't like how Okana did just run away. Yeah, well, he'll but be I'm back, obviously. Yeah, but I, I, I figured like he was gonna come in and at at the last minute and actually just be like you know formulating a plan of some kind. But mm. yeah, he'll he'll be back. But it was just kind of weird not to bring him back by the end of the episode. Yeah, um, Gwyn says that Okana left and Dal didn't, which makes him better. Uh, Rock says now they can make him better as they travel up the elevator with Murph acting as a temporary enclosure for all of them. Big old Murph blanket. Mm -hmm. As the protostar now flies through space, Rock records her first science log saying, now that we got the parts, engineer officer Jenkin Pog is working hard on fixing the nacelles. Medical officer Zero and I were successfully able to remove Dahl's implant before any permanent changes. If there's anything we learned while visiting Noble Isle, it's that science rules and science needs rules. Mm. And it's our imperfections that make us who we are. Yeah. I need my pain. I need my pain. It makes me who I am. <laughs> um, on the Dauntless, Ensign Essentia bursts into the Diviner's room and says, we need to make a change. Dreadnought, activate. Mm. And Dreadnought, who, if you haven't been watching the series and you don't remember, uh, was like um, the Diviner's right-hand robot evil man mm -hmm. uh, for the first half of this first season. He's uh, voiced by Jimmy Simpson. Mm -hmm. And we thought that he was dead, but apparently he can be like resurrected and he's just like mm -hmm. not really a corporeal entity, so to speak, but just an evil robot that can arise at will or something. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Or maybe that's hurt or... You know, yeah, it could be. That's the thing is like, is it just a robot? Like, does it have a consciousness is kind of the question. Because that's what it looked different dreadnought. than the other Dreadnought. It did. Yeah. And so like, I don't know if it's a transferable consciousness or Dreadnought is just more of like a minion that can take different form i don't i don't really know or there's multiple dreadnoughts that could be it too yeah. well i guess we'll learn more or like yeah dreadnought is more of like a species or mm -hmm. like uh, that serves them or something i don't know yeah. so apparently essentia is a double agent whoa suddenly essentia pushes a button on the back of her neck revealing perhaps her true form to be the same as the diviner and gwyn mm. like that's her that's her actual race as she says you weren't the only one sent back to find the ship. Credits roll. Whoa. Yeah. That's, pretty, pretty. That's a, that was a great twist, honestly. Yeah. That, that caught me off guard. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was seeing, like, um, hints of it in the beginning. Like, I was just like, she seems kind of like she's. Yeah, this episode, she was obviously, like, off. And that was, they were mm -hmm. playing to that. But, like, 
I don't. I wonder if they played more up to it in the preceding episodes because I didn't yeah. really notice it. But maybe mm-hmm. if I go back, I will. Yeah, it was good. it was a good thing. But that's also why I was thinking like maybe that's her dreadnought because because it was hit it was hidden in plain sight. You know, she she's the one who hit it in plain sight, and um, yeah, it could just be her dreadnought that that she brought with her with her to also do it. And, be cool if they got um if she had a, a personal one that was called dreadlock and it was like a jamaican robot <laughs> we talked kind of like uh maybe i don't know like cinnamon the apple jacks um cinnamon i was thinking more of like a, a robotic version of jar jar binks because jar jar binks has a caribbean black accent mm. according to alex jones interesting yes that would be that would be fun to bring back jar jar binks in that way I would From, love. And to fold him into the Star Trek universe. <laughs> That'd be so funny if they just <laughs> stole a character. You you know you know fucking Disney would be like, okay, take him, take him. Yeah, we don't we don't, we don't want we don't want Jar Jar Binks Dude, anymore. Imagine a Jar Jar Binks Neelix buddy cop film. I would love that. Yeah, uh, that's the only way I'd like to see them used. Honestly, I don't want them in any <laughs> media except for that. Mm-hmm. And I really want that. Yeah. 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 But, um, or or they could make a movie like Dumb and Dumber, but call it Come and Comer. <laughs> <laughs> They're just getting bukkakeed for an hour and a half in space. Uh, yeah, why not? Just it was just Jar Jar and Neelix as the mm-hmm. recipients of a bukkake session. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Misa, I want you to pour it down my throat. Now, now, Mr. Jar Jar, let's take these loads. No <laughs> loads refused. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, now, Mr. Jar Jar, now gape that asshole. I know you can take it. I know you're a bug catcher. You're going to catch that bug, Mr. Jar Jar. You're going to get five nasty AIDS loads right in that little asshole. Oh, little. I spoke a little too soon. Look at that thing, Gabe. Am I seeing a transwarp conduit open up? Oh, my gosh. Mr. Gungan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. What'd you think? It was all right. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah it was I pretty mean, good. Uh, I mean, um, I do think like one thing that doll obviously does I mean for the, for the benefit of the story is he's very impulsive, which yes. makes sense. He's a kid. Yeah. But like, like he's, he is far too impulsive and, and very, very, um, if you had a penis that small though, <laughs> I don't think it's an impulse to like, finally find something to cure that okay yeah yeah just like yeah he just instantly but 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 that's evident in other episodes though where he's he's very easily um uh manipulated or like um convinced to uh um just take whatever line of thinking is presented to him at the time and i mean it, it uh, you would think he would start to like be more uh um uh skeptical at this point mm-hmm. and not so easily like um uh manipulated but he's but he's but he's very he's very easily manipulated in like and into different lines of thinking it yeah but it kind of kind of makes sense it doesn't make sense but it does in some context because yeah. he was like raised by that ferengi woman right yeah and so you think he would be more naturally skeptical then right right but then after the ferengi woman like he really wasn't exposed to any other culture except being like a minor for years and years of his life so 
you know, there's parts of it where I can buy it and also parts of it where I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of. But, it, but it's obvious. Yeah, it does a and lot. It's a for kid the, show. Yeah, it does a lot for the benefit of the story. Like, he needs to be feeling whatever is like, is like the, the message of the, of the, of right, the episode right. at like, that time. Yeah, because if Dahl was like a very competent captain and secure in himself, like, you know, Picard, like, there wouldn't be most of these plots because he'd always know the right thing to do immediately. Yeah. Because a lot of this is really a self di- a journey of self-discovery for all of these characters. Yeah. Discovering, you know, their their talents and like, mm-hmm. what they want to do with themselves and their lives and also discovering the universe around them. And, mm-hmm. you know, Dahl's still, I mean, discovering out his own very basic identity. At this yeah, point, it's true. And is, I guess like that is, it, Jago was offering some very easy answers. And also uh, offering a big hog. Big big old sweaty hog. And all yeah. Yeah. Big old hog. Yeah, big old sweaty hog. Yeah. Also, how did Dahl pay for it? That's very interesting. Yeah, that's that's another thing because obviously like they're still like Jago obviously still use uses some form of like money. Right. <laughs> like Jago's not doing it for for their own um, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh Ooh, here here's the one she's like I will give you the implant if I can have your foreskin. <laughs> oh yeah, and then clone it. Oh, for genetic material? No. Well, no, I I just I I chew on it like a piece of gum. Well, that that is something like I wonder if Jago is going to later make another appearance because now that Jago has um, Doll's DNA, Ooh. like they could easily uh, clone Doll and make a like a superior Doll. Are called you, Lad. Are you are, are you suggesting a Jago Fett scenario? Jango Fett. Oh J- J- yeah, Jago Fett. Jago Fett. Doctor oh, Jago Fett. Here yeah. we go, crossing on over, making the connections. Yeah, just make a whole bunch of stormtroopers that are dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, have all like the uh, dominant genes, you know, mm. and just so like. So they're all dom daddies. Is they're all dom saying. daddies. So a bunch of stormtroopers that are into like kinky domination. Mm-hmm. Shit. Like a bunch, a bunch of Shabari stormtroopers. <laughs> They're all getting edged while they go into battle. <laughs> they go into battle. You ready for it, kitten? You ready, kitten? <laughs> Here comes daddy's dick. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> Me too. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a, was a decent episode. I like yeah. it good enough. Um, yeah, I'd say a good six and a half out of ten. Seven, maybe. Yeah, I can see there, that. There were some plot points and stuff. It was like, uh, but ultimately it pushed the plot forward pretty well. Mm-hmm. I didn't love like the whole Murph surprise and how they're just like, well, that's our new security officer. Murph knows karate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it it, it would have been so, honestly, it would have been so funny if like after Murph kicked all their asses, like Dahl was like, whoa, he knows Kung Fu. <laughs> he knows Kung Fu. Yeah. It's, it was just, it was one of those moments that was like, I mean, if they would have accentuated and leaned into it, it could have been, like, funny, mm-hmm. like they did with The Matrix, but instead I was just like, oh, this is cringe. Like, this yeah. is, like, too much, like, I don't know. It was too Marvel Yeah, because Doll's, Doll's also still a baby. Doll? Not Doll, uh, Murph. Yeah. I mean, Murph's still a baby. Yeah, exactly. And and But, like, Murph seems, like, incredibly, like, aware, but they can't communicate, which I don't really understand. And the fact, you know, yeah, and that's the thing, like, yeah, they were able, like, they do like things where yeah like launch torpedoes with their butt right and then but then also they, they know have enough uh enough understanding of the world where they know they need to karate chop these uh tal shiar yeah these very specific people in these very specific uniforms mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Well, who knows what's going through Murph's brain, you know? My dick. <laughs> I want to I wanna see how that feels. I want to I wanna get literal head. Yeah. I mean, you just, I think you just got to get some jello or something that'd probably give the same experience. What kind of jello, though, do you think? It feels the most like Murph. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's anything with jello with, with like fruit in it. It would just be like plain right, jello, right. but I think it would have to be a jello on the firmer side. So you probably have to thicken it up a little, like put another thickening agent oh, in. Oh, put like agar agar in some jello. So, yeah, come some cornstarch or something like that. I mean, I figure you could probably uh, not not do a reduction really, but just use a lot less water, right? To... Or or just like yeah, well yeah, like use less water and like maybe double the packets of jello. Right, right. Yeah. So I think that would uh, give a good approximation of what um, Murph is. So if you want to do that. You know, on your own time, you know, go for it. <laughs> yeah. And also, maybe check out um, soytrek.com. We might be selling uh, Murph fuck jars in the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's a smart to, idea. Just in time for Christmas. Oh, it'll so just like, be a mason jar full of jello, but it'll be all <laughs> super Murph, hard jello. Murph color, and I'll draw, draw two dead black eyes on it. And I'll just, you just, <laughs> and like a little top. smiley face, like, yeah. and then you can just take the top off and dunk your dick in and. Um, this, yeah, or your the, pussy, whatever you got. That's like, yeah, that's only like a single use thing because afterwards it's completely fucked, uh, literally. Ha. And so, like, you wouldn't be able to use it. No, again. you just, you just, uh, you you have a supplemental Jello. So you oh, just, and you pour it in. And yeah, like yeah, you've got it. snack packs of Jello, and you just like after you fuck, you know, uh, mm. you, you put another one, and I'd have to put like four new ones in because I got a huge like it's like putting four mason jars in a mason jar. Oh, right? Okay. It doesn't work. <laughs> also, my dick's made of glass and very brittle. Yeah, that's true. You know. Hmm, that sucks. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Wish I had a Dr. Jago to fix that for me. Yeah, one day. Maybe. Yeah, you just got to find a ship to the neutral zone. Yeah. G- give you a, a, a dick of hard wood instead. Yeah. Um. Or... Or what? What else? What, what? What? Or brick? That's what the wolf couldn't blow down. Oh, <laughs> huff and I'll puff and I'll blow that fat cock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good place to get into the Klingon word of the day. Oh boy! All right, here we go. It's the Klingon word of the day. Today's Klingon word of the day is brought to you by Pat's farts during the theme song. (laughs) Fuck you, Pat. Don't fart in my bedroom. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's the only one you know about. (laughs) No! (laughs) Well, today's Klingon word of the day is Pob. What's Pob mean? Pob means hair, specifically on the body. Oh, interesting. So after being genetically modified, Dahl found Pob where there was no Pob before. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Puts a whole new meaning to the artist Pablo Picasso. <laughs> Harry Low Picasso or Which Hair is, Low Picasso? That's pubic hair Picasso, right? Well, I guess we never, I mean, Picasso seemed like pretty hairless but we only but we never we never did. saw his dick did we? yeah we never i don't think we ever saw his dick so it could have been hairy have we, have we, i mean who's who's what famous artist dicks have we seen i feel like we've probably seen Bisquat somewhere 
at some point. Maybe yeah, I mean, obviously Jimi Hendrix's because he had the cast made of it. Of it, yeah, a bunch. Of, but but I'm talking about like visual artists and shit. Visual artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if we had Matt Barney's dick somewhere. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was in Bjork's mouth for a good decade. So. Damn. I know. I'd love. I'd love. Man, I bet she does some freaky shit. Oh yeah, I would love to fuck Bjork. She does some <laughs> witchy shit, man. She would. She would spook my dick out. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be like have her go, have like her go, sticking my dick in a haunted house. Have her go, have her go crazy on it, like a like a like a photographer in an airport. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that photographer was like stalking her for days and like yeah. talking about her daughter and shit. Like she deserved it. Mm-hmm. Like if you look into that story, Bjork is based. Oh yeah, Bjork. Does, Bjork is based in Bjork. Bjork pills. Yeah, Bjork had a hard life. I mean, or still has. You know, who knows? Like she's also sent like sent an acid bomb. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, she's got a lot of weird fans like me. Yeah, like me. But no. I'm the weirdest Bjork. No, I'm I'm a lovely, nice fan. I w- I would never do anything mean to Bjork. She's yeah. she's a swan of a person. Also, you know her uh, son loves Star Trek. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great Klingon word of the day. Thank you very much for the Klingon word of the day. You're welcome. With that, would you like to get into some subspace transmission? Let's do it. Here we go. Subspace transmission. Subspace transmission. Subspace transmissions. Would you fucking look at that? It's subspace transmissions. Is that part of the show where we look at internet comments about the episode we just watched or reviews if we have them? But guess what? This episode came out yesterday, so we've got no reviews. Instead, we got comments on the internet. Starting out with a great research comment. I love comments like this. <laughs> uh, Techars says on Reddit slash R slash Star Trek uh, in a episode discussion, he says, I'm sure someone will be able to identify all the species slash faction symbols with the geneticist. One caught my eye. There's a Dominion insignia near the top middle. Mm. How would Eric Soong's followers gain access to that? Changeling DNA could explain why Dahl got all goopy on the elevator. The Dominion War started 12 oh, years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Dominion War started 12 years earlier in the timeline, and Dahl is 17. Could possibly have gained access to Dr. Moore's research. But I think Dahl probably has a time travel origin, too, which I didn't think about up to this point, but that could also definitely be possible. Um, yeah, yeah, considering, like, because, the other people are from the from the, from the the future. But I was also wondering, because it's Eric Soong's followers, which were, like, 200 years in the past, if he could somehow be from the past. Mm. Or, or be, like, made in the past and made dormant and then, like, hatched or something. Mm. That could be it, too. Because, like, Eric Soong, like, happened like that was in the 2190s or something yeah so that was i mean a couple hundred years ago at this point in mm-hmm. very early federation history yeah uh or pre pre pre-federation yeah. yeah 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 just when yeah um so mm-hmm. yeah um so panda pundas has an answer that was great here mm-hmm. says uh, i could identify the following we have bajoran klingon earth slash terran vulcan Andorian, Tellarite, Cardassian, Romulan, Ferengi, Breen, Tholian, Dominion, Sonar, and Maquis? 
Maquis. Maquis. Maquis is an ideology. <laughs> so so uh, Uncertain Error says to that, interestingly, it's the Maquis logo that's highlighted when Jago says dolls based on a human, <gasps> not the Earth symbol. Uh, right? Oh, Chakotay. Chakotay. Because the Maquis come from the rubber tree people. Mm. Or at least they did on Chakotay's planet. So, mm. yeah, right? So, Chakotay. Damn, Chakotay. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm also wondering if it has to be a, um, like, a yeah, like as you said, a time travel aspect where he is probably from the future. Mm-hmm. I'm saying way. from the past. In the past, but yeah. I think I, uh, maybe the future. Because the Diviner's I, from the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. But like, um, but like, you know, how would they had that um, knowledge to include like the Bajoran, like races that probably haven't encountered yet? Absolutely, but also, how does Eric Soong fit into it and his followers? I don't know. Because that that is a weird thing completely out of time here, like 200 years in the past, unless Eric Soong's followers are still around somehow. Mm. But at that point, you I'm, figure... Or maybe Eric Soong's around. Yeah, yeah. But you figure they'd be talking about one of the other Soong's, like, you know, Noonien Soong, who is much more relevant, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but who knows? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, next, we get a comment from Born Ashes, who says, I'm just going to put this in its own comment because it's bugging the hell out of me, and I know the Daystrom Institute is going to rip it to shreds because it'll bug them too. Just how friggin' far did those torpedoes fly, and how far away is the Dauntless from Noble Isle, and where is the neutral zone, or where in the neutral zone is Noble Isle, and why didn't the Romulans notice the Dauntless firing micro-torpedoes into the neutral zone, and yeah, I get that they're fired at light speed, but still, I mm-hmm. have questions. Great point. Yes. Lots of plot holes in that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, put the story along, but it was still like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that would that would literally be considered an act of war. I would think so. Yeah. So next, we got a comment from Smilodon Four Eight. Smilodon. Smilodon Forty Eight says. I'm really, really glad that I'm not the only one who finds space jumps cool as hell. I appreciate the animated creative teams throwing them in as a joke or because it's just dope as hell. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect Jellico to appear in this episode since it no. didn't even match the images released of his return. But given that we're in the home stretch of season one, it was only a matter of time. The interplay between him and Janeway was great. I hope that this isn't the last we see of Okana. I thought Billy Campbell did a great job with the character. I really didn't expect to see Dahl, uh, sorry, I didn't expect Dahl to be a suing experiment, but it's a pretty interesting connection, and the geneticist was pretty interesting. I personally like how they're getting ads, like, on FreeCloud. That must be a Picard reference, which probably isn't a coincidence considering how the Star Trek logos and Jellico directly and indirectly touch upon the ongoing Romulan evacuation for the first time outside of Picard. I really wish I didn't see those casting calls for the third Vau Nakat a long time ago. The twist would have hit amazingly. I still got chills from seeing Essentia change personalities, though. I assume she brought her own dreadnought back from the future. Mm. The story amped up a ton this week. Can't wait to see the back half of season 1B unfold. Yeah, it makes as as it makes sense that 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 essentially has like a larger part 
because yeah. it is like she is voiced by Jamela Jamil, mm-hmm. and I don't, yeah, you don't see her bringing bringing her in just for like an ensign <laughs> part, you know. Jason Alexander is just the doctor, though. Oh, well, Jason Alexander, though, yeah, I mean, he has a larger role. He's the doctor ish. He wasn't even on this episode, though. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He's doing it for the paycheck. Yeah, I guess. He lives in a society. <laughs> uh, next, we got a comment from Omega Donut. who says, Ah, O'Connor, we still hardly got to know you, and that's probably exactly as much as we want to know you. Wouldn't want to see you rub off too much on these kids. <laughs> uh, you- yeah, definitely. Literally. Um, yeah. He would go to jail. Very much so. I mean, Gwen's got to turn 18 at some point here, right? You still can't be rubbing off on him yet. Yet? Yeah. I mean... You know, there's no statutory laws in space. <laughs> in space, no one can hear your age. <laughs> uh, Ocon- but O'Connor is the is the ever present gentleman. He's absolutely he, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as Dahl started evacu- uh, activating all his suing enhancements, I half expected him to start being voiced by Brent Spiner. Mm. When Dahl started oozing, my first thought was soon gave him a little Murph DNA too. Mm. Might be what set off Murph so badly. Science rules. I like to think that's a nice little treat to all the 90s kids who grew up on Bill Nye. I can't be the only one whose brain is still going Bill, 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 Bill. Yeah, you're the only one. Yeah, you are the only one. (laughs) See a therapist about that. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a comment from Romov, who says, Jellico once again proves he is not wrong when it comes to being a commander. He's a man doing his job. Yep. Agreed. He's a man who knows uh, what needs to be done. Uh, Vastil 12 says, he still needs some tact. No. Yeah, Brun FCA has a great response to that and says... He's a good commanding officer, but he seems to lack total trust in the expertise of his subordinates. After Picard's capture, things actually seem to go according to plan in Chain of Command Part 2. After setting up the mines under the Kardashian ship, he actually uh, he acted like he was demanding Picard's return as an afterthought to disarmament. But it seemed like that his retrieval was a main objective and was thrown in as an afterthought. The problem? He didn't trust Riker enough to say hey, we can get Picard back and get the Cardassians to withdraw, so just play along. Even in part one, he could have trusted the crew enough to say, hey, I know we are upsetting everything and pulling you off our regular duties. I'm sorry, but we need to do this until the crisis is over. If we go into a confrontation armed for bear, we will make the Cardassians think twice. Of course, Riker could have trusted Jellico enough to say, hey, I know he's tough, but he knows the Cardassians, so let's give him some leeway and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, Riker should have trusted Jellico, especially since he had to. It was yeah. his CO. Yeah, I can see like yeah, he like he could have like divulged his plan more to the commanding people just so True, I guess. Just but- so there wouldn't be any sort of like miscommunication or mm-hmm. someone like you know, acting out of turn, like acting against his, but you know, he had his plan and mm-hmm. also, but he, he was also acting under strict, um, confidentiality at True. that point. Yeah. And because he, like, as Picard was on like, you know, a secret mission. So yeah. like he had to keep the ruse and, and couldn't really like divulge the entirety of his plan to, to them anyway. Jellico was vindicated. He was vindicated. Jellico did nothing wrong. Yeah. 
four shifts suck my dick. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, and and also yeah, I mean, and also that's that's kind of I mean, I mean, even though he couldn't really divulge the plan to the record, like with Janeway, he is just like he's not he's not you know like mincing his words at all. He's telling her directly, and he's in. You know, I think that just shows like you know trust where he's just being very direct. Very true. Like he's just like, okay, this is how it is. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of sugarcoating, uh, our last one is not sugarcoated at all. Mm. I love this theory. Ooh. It's from uh, SCP-10 million. says, I knew Murph was the new tactical officer. He fired those torpedoes on purpose last week. Damn. Yeah. And uh, Uncertain Arrow says, his bloodlust is unquenchable. He's going to fucking fly into the towers. Yeah, straight up. Murph did 9-11. It's going to be, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. Looking forward to that, though. Looking yeah. forward to that. It should be really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Murph, yeah, Murph, uh, yeah, I think we are, like, yeah, like, that is not a smile on his face. It is, like, a face of, of, of twisted horror. It's a face of, of, of like, bloodlust and, mm-hmm. and just terror. And he's earning, oh, the wanting to inflict terror on others. Like, sexual terror. Sexual terror. Like, he is... <laughs> He is like he could be the, like one of the most deranged people on that on that ship right now, and they should one like, of he is. Watch him be the ultimate villain. Like he, I I would actually like that to be honest. That'd yeah, he, be interesting. Like his next form, his next couple forms, like he just becomes like this, like like he becomes like this very intelligent, like uh, unstoppable creature. You know, I look forward to that. Yeah. Hell yeah! Well, that's the end of subspace transmissions. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so we're getting to about the end of the show, but mm-hmm. before we go, let's say goodbye to some folks who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Time for a redshirt obituary. Well, the away team was in a pinch, and somebody had to die, but thanks a lot, time to beam up that big red shirt in the sky. The Red Shirt Obituary, everybody. Today we remember Ensign Keller, an engineering officer who served aboard the Enterprise D under Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Ensign Keller succumbed to radiation poisoning from a warp core breach. As the core breached, engineering personnel had to secure an isolation door to prevent contamination to the rest of the ship. But Keller did not escape in time before Commander Riker ordered the door to be sealed. The memory of Keller's death would later be used to inflict guilt on Riker during a telepathic memory invasion by Ulian Jev. Mans carries his trauma with him. Mm. So rest in peace among the stars, Ensign Keller, and thanks for your contribution to the greater good, I guess. Yeah. R.I.P. Bozo. Hell yeah, thanks for that. It, that's the end of the show. Yeah. Where can we find you online? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Potomac Bomb. Hell yeah. See you there. And you can find me on pretty much every social at Soy Trek. Mm-hmm. Say hello. Ask for dick pics. Yeah. I'm telling you. Keep on telling people to do it. No one's doing it. You think I'm joking? You don't want to see my meaty hog? You're lost. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, wow, uh, no one, no one's, no one's hit you up for that. No one's hit me up. For, I wow. mean, not, not on the Soy Trek account. Oh yeah, not on the Soy Trek account. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, maybe it's that. 
Yeah, maybe. That. Maybe that's off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be could be rubbing people the wrong way. Hello. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for checking with us, soy boys, girls, and other worldly beans. Captain's log supplemental. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's all. Looks like it's time for us to warp away. Be well, travel safe. And as Ferengi rule of acquisition 33 says, it never hurts to suck up to the boss. Mmm. All right. Thanks for checking with the soy boys, girls, and otherworldly beans. Hang dong and shocker. Soy, 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 soy,